The trip to Las Vegas. Oh, my goodness. Hey, listen, you know, we probably weren't 150, 200 miles down the highway, and uh, the muffler just blew a big old hole right out of the, the bottom of it. And uh, uh, somewhere along the trip, the, the cars just started burning a lot of oil. Um uh, uh, and no doubt the rings had just, you know, burned up in that thing or something, and we just couldn't keep oil uh, in it. Well, the smoke was coming in the cab, and so we had to roll the windows down, you know, at least in the back seat. <laughs> that's what, Hey, listen, that's where me and my sister were sitting. And uh, and like I said, it's just brutally cold still. Uh, so we made it. Uh, I don't even know where it was at. We stopped for the night. Now, mind you, every one of us in the car knew that that car may not start the next morning. <laughs> We had to do something. I mean, we were kind of in the middle of nowhere. So we stayed all night, and the car started. And I don't know, the next day, I guess, we at some point is when we made it to Cheyenne. But boy, the old car was just, it was running when we parked it in uh, there in Wyoming. But that's about all I can say for that thing. Well, traveling's over. Fun time's over. It's time to register for school. So many times in our life, uh, you know, we were always moving and seemed like you're just always the new kid in class. And this morning was no different. Uh, the schools always seem to have one thing in common. And they all seem to say, well, you know, you were so far ahead in math or science or whatever in your last school that, uh, you know, we just really don't have a place to put you or, or you're far enough ahead. You've got the, the credit or the time needed. And this morning was no different, like I said. And I ended up, out of a whole day's worth of work, two classes and library for the whole day. Well, many times, you know, <clears throat> growing up in the military like that, we would always, or many times, I should say, uh, get to a new school. You know, there'd just be a few months left or one thing or another like that. Now, hey, looking back, uh, and I'm just remembering how it was when I was in school, but, you know, the, they just didn't want to fool with you. They didn't want to uh, to go through all the trouble of rearranging classes and, you know, uh, just disrupting things. So they always, you know, said that, oh, you're so far ahead. But in reality, they were just being lazy. They just did not want to do it. So I, I had heard that thing so many times. So I just remembered a story. So let me try to put that. Keep in mind about the school now. Let, let me put into contrast uh, all this. You know, where we lived was on 19th uh, Street, just off of Bruce, 19th and Bruce, uh, uh, just right there on Fremont. Now, we weren't downtown, but we were just about maybe a mile away, well within walking distance. Many times, you know, on the weekends at night, and uh, now I'm not talking super late at night, but, you know, me and my sister or, or me and my cousin, you know, we'd, we'd, all, we'd just go walking around down there. Of course, you know, you can't go into casinos or anything like that. But the lights, you know, are especially to, uh, you know, just a young person uh, is just mesmerizing. You know, you just walk down that and all the, the, the sounds and, and uh, just it's just kind of a neat place. And, you know, like I've said uh, in, in other episodes that uh, it was really, uh, really safe down there. Uh, you know, in the mid-70s, the mob... Uh, still had a, a real firm control over over uh, Las Vegas, and they just didn't allow that kind of stuff to go on. Uh, so, you know, here it, it's nighttime, and we're just roaming around down there and this and that. Well, fast forward just a little bit, me and my uh, cousin and his sister decided we're going to skip school one day. And, you know, we went down to Fremont Street, <laughs> 
Now, you know, early early in the mornings, you know, and usually most of the daylight day, Fremont Street, there's there's not nearly as many people down there. It kind of reminds you of a Sunday afternoon in a in a regular normal city. You know, there's just not much traffic, not much foot traffic. That's how Vegas was down there. And uh, so we go into McDonald's, and, and how many of you know when you're trying to kill time, uh, time goes by pretty slow, especially where when you're somewhere you really ain't even supposed to be <laughs> or you're not where you should be. Uh, so we just wandered around, wandered around, and, and no time's passed. And I said, well, hey, let's go back to the bus station. Yeah, we're going back to that bus station again. I said, let's we can sit in those TV chairs and uh, plug a few quarters in that thing and kill some time, just watch, sit there watching TV. Well, sounded like a good idea. So here we go. And, you know, uh, the bus station, the Greyhound bus station at that time, it just recently changed, but it was right next to, in, in fact, connected to uh, the Union Plaza Hotel right there at the end of uh, the uh, uh, Fremont Street. So we go in there, and, and my cousin and, and uh, uh, her, they, they're doing something. I go and use the restroom, and uh, I'm in a stall, and, and all of a sudden I, <laughs> I heard someone knock on the door. And it surprised me. I said, yeah. Before the person could answer, I heard the radio. Open that door. I said, well, I'm going to the bathroom. I said, open that door. So lo and behold, there's the Las Vegas finest, Metro PD. And they they gather me up and and take me out into the lobby. And they've already got my my two cousins out there. Now, you know, I think these guys. They, now, hey, listen, these guys didn't mistreat us by no stretch of the imagination. You know, they could have been a little nicer as well. So it's not like we were doing anything bad. Uh, we're just skipping school, for goodness sake. Well, they go through all the motions, handcuff us behind our back, put us in the back of the patrol car. Well, the thing is, this patrol car was pulled in the bus lane uh, where the where the Greyhound bus is pulling. And, uh, well, sure enough, here comes one. Door opens. Oh, I'll never forget it. It had to be, a, it was a Greyhound bus, but it had to be a tourist bus. A bunch of old ladies get off that thing. Well, they're looking at us in the back of that cop car, and you know, you know, they're just thinking the worst. You know, what have these kids done? Juvenile delinquents. <laughs> well, come to find out after it was all said and done with, somebody, I guess a ticket agent or something, said, oh, there's some kids up here trying to run away. We weren't no more trying to run away than anything else. Well, the truant officer. Oh, yeah, they had one, all right. And this guy, he drove a, a brown Ford Grand Torino, four-door. It was kind of that state model. You know, it's got the plain hubcaps and it, kind of like an undercover cop car. <laughs> well, you know, a truant officer's not a real cop, and but, boy, he sure he sure wished he was because he, he, he overcompensated uh, his self in trying to act like one. And, uh, well, you know, he shows up. This guy's really got an attitude, you know? And, uh, so, you know, we, a long story short, we get, they, they let us out of the back of that cop car and take the cuffs off. Uh, no handcuffs, but this truant officer, you know, throws us in the back of his car and away we go. Now my, my two cousins, they're a little older than I am. Uh, so they go to a different school. So, <laughs> He takes and drops him off first, uh, 
and then the, he he takes me to my school and we go in and you know this guy's just acting like he, he you know hey listen he just caught Bonnie and Clyde or something you know what I'm saying well for goodness sakes hey hey listen here's the contrast in the whole story you know not a, a week or two or three before that I enrolled in school and they could have cared less like I said like I said I only had two classes and the rest of the day was was library. It wasn't like they had anything uh, invested in me, and, and nor were they. <laughs> nor were they even trying to. We go walking around on Fremont Street at nighttime. Nobody says nothing. Well, we skip school in broad daylight now, and boy, I mean, call the cavalry out. Suddenly, they're interested in this new kid <laughs> that's skipping school, and the truant officers there. I mean. Uh, we're going to send you off, you know, just talking all this stuff. And, well, the whole time, I can deal with all that. But I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, they're going to still call Dad. <laughs> hey, listen, how many of you remember that that's the last thing you wanted them to do was call Dad? Uh, you know, I'd rather took my swats or something than have them call Dad. But, well, that was just out of the equation. School gets through uh, flexing their muscles. Uh, of authority, and my parents get all the mileage they can out of trying to put the fear into me over it. Uh, it just all kind of went back to the way it was. Uh, the new kid in school, two classes, library all day long, and uh, nobody ever mentioned another thing about <laughs> about it in Vegas for, oh, I don't know, a couple of years, maybe just, just short of a couple of years uh, before moving to Oklahoma. <laughs> And boy, you know, living there was a lot of fun. My uh, cousin finally got a car and we didn't have to walk. And him and I just uh, just ran all over the place, you know. And, uh, you know, skipping school and, and all that, you know, we weren't uh, we weren't troublemakers. We, we never got in any trouble or anything like that. You know, we just, just growing up. One time uh, uh, I remember uh, my the guy that my cousin bought this little old Toyota off of that he had, uh, I don't know. He he. Uh, and, hey, listen, this guy might have been kind of shady. I don't know, but uh, anyway, my cousin bought the car, had a title. We was driving down uh, uh, Bruce Street uh, uh, one day there, and uh, this guy drove by and he flips us off and gets to cussing and hollering at us. And and I asked my cousin, I said, "What's wrong with that guy?" He said, "Well, I have no idea. Well, you've got these couple of teenage boys." Here we go. After that, this was a grown man, mind you. We go after that guy. We're not. Hey, the only the only thing we're that's going to happen to this old man is just only going to happen in in our mind. <laughs> hey, at the end of the day, we're not gonna we're not gonna do nothing to this guy. But you know, I guess to, in front of each other, there we had to pretend like we were, and we pulled into the. Uh, the Wool the Woolworth parking lot there, uh, right behind this guy, and uh, he hops out of his car. You know, I guess he's going. I don't know if he stopped for us or what he was doing, but opens <laughs> opens <laughs> opens the trunk of his car and pulls out uh, a, a forty five caliber. Uh, looks like it anyway. You know, like a nineteen eleven model automatic pistol. Now, you talk about a couple old teenage boys that liked to sit right there and died. That was us. It liked scare. <laughs> it did scare us to death. Uh, 
I told him, I told, neither one of us could move, let alone hardly talk. I told him, I said, Alfie, I, I said, get the heck out of here, dude. This guy's going to shoot us. And I don't know if this guy thought we were going to do uh, do anything to him and he was going to defend himself or he was just scaring us or both or or what. But after it was all said and done with, this guy thought that we were the previous owners uh, of that vehicle. And uh, those folks had, had were on bad terms with that fella. Well, <laughs> hey, here's the deal. The shady guy that my cousin bought this car off of, uh, well, let's just say he, he was probably uh, maybe involved in some of that mob activity that we spoke about earlier. <laughs> and uh, so my cousin calls him up. He said, man, he said, I wish you hadn't a mess with that guy. I said, this is, this guy, this guy's bad news, you know, and, uh, come to find out. I walked out and this, this, Hey, listen, this is just the same day or maybe the next day, walk out on the front porch of, of our house. And this guy's driving right by my house real slow. Had about a, a 68, 69, uh, Chevy Impala, uh, you know, it was really slick and sharp and, he just looked at me as he drove by, and, and you told I like to died. So I went in and told my dad, and he said, boy, what were you thinking? I told you don't be out there stirring no trouble up. <laughs> like I said, we, we weren't one to stir up no trouble, but anyway, I think this old man was just jerking my chain there for a while, because come to find out, he just lived on the next block over. I think I think we counted me and my cousin. We counted. He lived seven house, seven houses down from us. But anyway, I guess the old guy just uh, uh, you know had all the fun he was going to get out of it, and he finally just quit coming around. But uh, just the crazy times, you know, that you have in a, in, a, in in Las Vegas in a bigger city like that. And you, you know, I kind of knew better than to to, to even kind of act up at all because you know living on the military bases growing up that. Uh, you know, you really had to mind your P's and Q's, uh, you know, because if not, your old man was going to catch the catch the uh, flack over that, you know, even or even over your misbehavior. But anyway, we kind of spread our wings there for a little bit and uh, never got in any trouble. But uh, it sure is lo- uh, good, you know, telling some stories down the road. 